It's a Sunday edition of the Inside Outside Guys, and we're going to dedicate this edition to all the moms out there. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I agree. Happy Mother's Day. What a wonderful thing, and you and I have been blessed in that regard. I know it sounds like a pun, but we wouldn't be where we are without our mothers. Right? <laughs> That's very true. Without our strong mothers. I was just going to say, especially my mom, because, boy, she... Yeah, yeah, you told the line in our house, or you weren't in the house. Luckily, my mom couldn't catch me. <laughs> Your mom could catch you, obviously. Well, didn't she have the threat of dad, though? Not after 11, she didn't. You know, it's funny because, you know, I mean, mom, mom would backhand you. Mom would take the hairbrush to you. Mom would do any of that stuff. But the threat of dad was oh, so big. That you would much rather face mom. My kids would tell you that, too. Really? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> More than once, my five kids heard, wait till your father gets home. <laughs> I was like, working oh, with my shoot. son a couple weeks ago. We were doing, a, doing something together at the house, and I got angry about something. And He's like, Dad, I saw you angry in it. I was 10 years old again. <laughs> he's like, I just didn't like that look at all. <laughs> Sorry. It wasn't your fault. No, I get it. But, you know, you and I were blessed to have a couple of strong mothers and to marry a couple of strong mothers. Exactly. Yeah. That's a gift. It truly is a gift. I was surprised you and I were chatting um, that uh, in the 1800s, apparently, there was a Mother's Day in Albion, Michigan, which just I thought that was funny because it wasn't a national holiday in this country until That's a cute like little town, though. 1914 or something. Yeah. I know it. And I also thought it was interesting that uh, one of the big advocates for Mother's Day was a guy uh, who was called the father of Mother's Day. That was interesting. <laughs> but I guess you and I would have been advocates for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Every year. This is the day that really, I mean, anyone out there, just take care of Mom today. Do whatever she needs. So she's not your mother, but did you get your bride anything for Mother's Day? Shouldn't I have asked? Well, you know what? She's sleeping. She's probably, <laughs> she's probably not listening. So I told her to rest. I told her to get a good day's rest. But of course, I told her to get a good day's rest. <laughs> yeah, like like I need to tell what her. What a right? guy! Yeah, yeah. It's Mother's Day. Sleep in, honey. What a guy! I brought so. a plant home two days ago. Okay, a pretty uh, calla lily. A couple weeks ago, I did that. Does that count? Uh, no. No? No. Okay, I can't, couple weeks, I can't go, no. go back. No, Honey, I got no. those. No. Okay. no, there's no accumulating points. And then yesterday we went out and bought a couple perennials because we've got a little spot off the deck that she wants to uh, put perennials in. So Okay. All right. Well, I took my wife out to dinner last night. There you go. Okay. So, and then we're going to go see Mom and my sister today. The kids will come over and see her, I too. I bought food well. for my wife to make dinner last night. <laughs> What a guy. Did you feel the sink full of bubbles too, Chuck, for her? <laughs> nah. That was a funny, that I tell you, we put a meme on a Facebook yesterday about running the uh, wife calls and wants the bubbles. Warm water with lots of bubbles. With lots of bubbles, and husband just assumed he meant she meant the dishes. <laughs> now, you and I truly would know better, right? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. truly. After the combined what? Who does more dishes by hand in your 70 house? years of marriage between us? I think we know better by now, yes. <laughs> I mean, I truly do more in my house. Dishes? Oh, yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Okay. I do more laundry. I'll do more yeah, dishes. Yeah, and I do more laundry. Do you? And I do more vacuuming. Yeah, but floor you're living the high life. You're putting your wife to work, and you stay home, and God you love her. Watch, watch TV all day and eat bonbons. <laughs> So someone has to pay the bills, bud. You better like take that. care of the house. I like that. <laughs> but, you know, we were raised in a house where 
there was, you know, the. Uh, it'd be interesting to hear my sister's perspectives on this. We had six kids, but it's like everybody did everything. You know, you did dishes. You know, you cleared the table. You know, whatever. Took out the trash. Right. Right. Yeah. No, well, I was raised one of four, and uh, yeah, Dad was always a threat. Dad said to do something, we did it, and I think mm. we all had our we all had our individual chores. And uh, well, I raised my kids, my five kids, on uh, on more of a acreage where we had some horses growing up, and they all had their jobs. The same same thing. And uh, no, you, you know what? Like you said, you, we we had great examples as mothers growing up. And we both made sure that we found a couple of great mothers to raise our children, and, and we're blessed and um, from the bottom of our hearts. I know I speak from you, too. Thank you to all of them. Oh, and I, I truly, it is a weighty subject for me because I believe society's ills could all be cured with great parents. I really do. I agree, too. And I think that's where we're lacking. So, no, I'm, a, I'm thrilled to be in a household with a good mother and to have grown up in one like that. So what? Why are you grinning? Because my wife's awake. Cheshire. Because my oh, wife's oh, awake oh, and she's listening. Oh, thanks, Maria. I tried. <laughs> she said I just started doing laundry after 33 years, which isn't true. And we're like 30 years, maybe 29. Okay. Oh, that's funny. But to my defense, the outside looks great. Okay, I'm the outside guy. It looks great. There you go. There you go. Yeah. We've always, we both we both had our. Strengths. Strengths and weaknesses. Thanks. Mine's always been the outside. That's as far as much as I'm going to say. That's it. We're done. We should move on to a different subject now because I, I am digging my hole I deeper. I, <laughs> I see. Hey, I everybody. See disappearing in the hole. At 1030, we're going to have Ray Myers from Michigan Solar Solutions on. And solar has just been making such a huge charge in the, in the States. And Charge. Good word. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we believe in it. Chuck and I believe in it. It's a, it's a great way to... Save money. I mean, it really is. It and and really the government, came of age. the government's really helped it move along, whether you liked it or not. They have, and uh, Ray is unbelievably knowledgeable when it comes to solar and solar energy. He's been on with us before, so if you're thinking about this, stick around. You want to hear Ray Myers from Michigan Solar Solutions? Well, you and I were doing a little digging. We found out Michigan is the fifteenth best state in the country for solar because we get so much sun, right, Chuck? Uh, it has no. more to do with how much we pay for electricity. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you want to give us a call, we'll take some phone calls after the break. 888-654-GUYS equals 888-654-4897. Hey, when the weather gets hot, you're going to turn that air conditioner on. But before you do... You want to get it checked out, get it clean and check. We have a company that can come out. Make sure that your air conditioning... Air conditioner is running properly. Make sure it's charged properly. Make sure you have a comfortable summer. That company is Colonial Heating and Cooling. Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us on this Sunday morning, another beautiful day. And it's, a, it's Mother's Day, so I'm telling you, man, if you don't, haven't expressed some appreciation for your mother, do it right Absolutely. after we're done today. <laughs> Eight 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 six five four guys equals eight 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 six five four four eight nine seven. You know we've had some uh, listeners that have emailed us that they contact uh, companies and they don't get a call back. I think we need to speak to that just a little bit. Yeah, I, I believe this is the squeaky wheel phase of a very busy economy, and sadly, you got to work to be a customer for some companies. I know. My my. 
My no, no, I can't say my backside. My yeah, no. <laughs> I've often said I should. It's one of line I use all the time when I'm when I'm dealing with um, a situation, whether it's you know dealing with insurance or or one sure. of the one of the utilities. You got to call right. these people whatever. up, whatever. Yeah. My yeah. line to them is I'm working too hard to be your customer. I agree. I tell them all the time, and that drives me crazy. If I've got to call someone two or three times, <laughs> no, you obviously don't need my work hard enough. I, I, that drives me nuts. That's why I love so many of our team partners that have that system. I was just showing you a system on on, on the phone yeah. of, of what one of our team partners has to make sure they get back with everybody, everybody. And you and I would be the first to say you should, and there's no question that you should and you, you darn well ought to. But, but <laughs> I, knew, I knew there was a buck coming. Well, everybody's short-staffed. You're right. And the smaller companies, too. You know, I, I, We try to tell people when we return emails, call them. Right after business opens in the morning, you know, if you wait till 11 o'clock in the morning to call uh, on a Monday or Tuesday, let's even take that further. You know what? They're running. You're right. Everybody in that building is running. I don't care what company it is. Mondays are <laughs> going to be the busiest day yeah. for any company um, after the weekend, especially in the construction industry. People are out working outside. They're seeing what needs to be done, and they're calling yeah. people on Monday morning. And I understand, Chuck, I, I went to a gas station recently, went to go get my favorite beverage, and it wasn't there. As I'm walking away, I made a comment about the girl, haven't had, haven't had time, or, or you need a new shipment in? She goes, no, we have the shipment. We just can't find enough people to stock the shelves. Yeah. And that's throughout the whole industry. So I, I, I can cut people a little, a little more of a break for that. Yeah. Because, I mean, as, as a consumer, when I call you and you don't get right back to me, and I've got to make two or three more calls just to get you to call me. How's the job going to go? That's got to be the oh, back I of your know. head. It is in mine, and I, I'd be the first to admit that. Uh, but I also, again, let's say you call this afternoon, Sunday. You get a recording. You leave a message. Please call me, yada, yada. You know, that phone tag stuff just is not good for oh, anybody. Oh, you're right. And when you're short-staffed anyway, they might return a call, and you're at an appointment right then. So you don't take it. You know, it's just... You got to be the squeaky wheel. And here's where you and I have been uh, throughout this show. When we first started the show, the first few years, it was it was in the housing crisis, so we had no problem. You know, <laughs> making phone calls, someone answered it. Yeah, I'd be glad to be out. Somebody was sitting there hoping it would ring. Right, right. right. Fast yeah. forward to where we are now, oh, and it, it is we, we. You and I have never seen an economy like this, especially no. in the trades like it is I mean, right I've now. I've been in it my entire life, right? And I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> I have never seen it like it is today. It's yeah. just, just a combination of of you know issues. See, so, it, yeah. And what what winds up happening? And you and I have seen this. Is companies are forced to hire people they would not normally hire. You know, there's an analogy I heard years ago. That fog a mirror. Yeah, I, I and I used it a lot over the last twenty years. There's three kinds of workers out there, especially in the construction industry. There's thoroughbreds. When we find one of those, at any Anyone that owns a company right now knows who their thoroughbreds you are. Bid on them, man. Yes. You'll do you do what you can to get them. Exactly. There's fence sitters, which is probably the majority. Okay, majority, and that's okay. Majority, as long as they come and they do their job, they they show up on time, they leave on time, they do their job, and that's it. And then the what's called the carp, you know, the bottom feeders, <laughs> and those are the guys that can perform great work. We all know them in the industry. They can put a beautiful roof on. They can finish fantastic carpentry. But they may not be there in the morning, or they don't show up on time, or they have a, a, a addiction or alcohol problem. They don't think for themselves. You exactly. Know? You tell them one, two, three, they do one, two, three. Yeah. 
Exactly. Exactly. Trip over four, but it wouldn't occur to him to do it. You know, (laughs) truly, truly, that's a good way to put it. Those people, (laughs) yeah. And those are, like I said, when I heard that, I I remember just going, "Gosh, that makes so much sense." And as an employer, you need to do a juggling act to make sure all those three are on a job site working cohesively together. And that last one is the most frustrating one. Where, where as as a business owner for years. I hated hiring that one, but I had to get jobs done. Sometimes exactly. you needed bodies on the job, Absolutely. period. Strong period. back. Yes. Yeah. If you point, they'll go. Right. Yeah. Exactly. 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 Yeah. And that's the economy we're in, and that's the economy we're going to be in for a long time. And there aren't near enough thoroughbreds. No, there, there's not, unfortunately. And they're going to get worse now. You know, yeah. when I run into one, you know, I was talking to my son the other day, who I consider one of your sons I consider. Yeah. They, they could literally have people bidding for them in this economy. Absolutely. No question about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, there's just so few good, smart, dependable people. And you and I have always said, you know, with with the amount of people out there, if you raise your, your children to be honest, ethical, when they shake someone's hand, they look them in the eye and they give them a firm handshake, the cream's going to raise to the top. Oh, yeah. And, and if, you're raising and if them, it doesn't, you're, you're in the wrong company. Yeah, yeah. There's a few bad companies. You right, know, but yeah, there's there's other good right. ones begging for you. So we're telling people this for you can get an idea of the dilemma that business owners have out there and, and what they're working with, just for you can have some understanding, you know. And and you got to have understanding when things go wrong. Nobody wants stuff to go wrong, but it does no. sometimes. And here's the thing too: if you if if you have to call two or three times to get a good company, and, and again, we would agree you shouldn't have to, but if you do, <laughs> you're not going to find somebody else out there. That's oh. the problem. You know, you need somebody to, you know, paint a bedroom for you. Well, you know what? Good luck, you know. <laughs> well, we had an email like that recently, and someone didn't want to pay the price. And we get this email all the time. Yeah. You know, and say it again, asking us what prices should cost. I or, need a cheap, inexpensive we, Yeah, can I get three? It's funny. We'll get a, 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 someone from, let's say, Downriver, um, why not? Yeah. Can I get three reasonable, inexpensive contractors to give me an estimate? And and here's how, if we were busy, we'd go, no, sorry. We can't find those. Heck we, no. We can't. Now, we can in certain we, – we have, we have multiple roofers, multiple window companies, multiple electricians, HVAC. Yeah. That's not tough. But to hang a, a light fixture, a light fixture yeah. or to paint one bedroom. And what's reasonable? Exactly. You know? Exactly. The yeah. cost of doing business today is tremendous. You know, I, I – I was in business all my life, and, and I look at it today and go, boy, it'd be brutal to try to start today. Oh, goodness. Uh, and, he, and here's some uh, – I had a discussion with a, a, an older gentleman, probably in his 80s just recently, and uh, him complaining about pricing. You know, the prices sure. are, are too high. And I think it shocks the older generation because over the last couple of years, prices have taken a giant, oh, a giant gosh. leap forward. Yeah. And – you know, I'm not going to pay that. I, okay, sir, but why would a company come here and do that for your price when they can go out every day and get the price they want? Exactly. People need to understand that in no, this economy. It's the economy we're in. You know, I'll tell you, though, value is the key. Um, one of the important systems in your home, plumbing, for instance. Yes. You know, if you're dealing with somebody on the cheap, you're going to regret it because the faucet's going to break, you know, the pipes are going to leak. You need to look for value and warranty. I agree. And we, we mentioned thoroughbreds earlier. Z Plumbers trains their thoroughbreds in their own 
in-house. They have an in-house training system that's fantastic. So if you need a plumber, call Z Plumbers. Welcome back, everybody. 800-859-0957. 859-0957. Apparently, we've got a technical issue with the... Uh, forwarding line. Yeah, yeah, our, yeah, our 888 number, we normally forward over. For some reason, it's not forwarding. It's... Uh, Probably a button I didn't push before I left or something. So for now, we'll give out the 800-859-0957. you have any questions for the guys? I want to remind everybody that uh, you want to get on top of, uh, if you got fungus out there from winter in your grass, uh, be careful. One mistake I was reading that people make, and I have never had a big fungus issue. You ever had? Uh, up, did, up north we did, yeah, because oh, we had so much shade oh, and all I those pine imagine. trees, yeah. Well, a lot of people Mold. Uh, will combine a fungus treatment with fertilizer, Ooh. and that actually helps the fungus spread because it feeds off the nitrogen and the fertilizer. Right? Did you have something right. like that happen? Right. You, you no, no. But as soon as you said, said that, it. I could I could see that happening. Okay. It's so important that you get a fungicide. You get something that's going to. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of them. There's granular products you can buy, and there's also spray-on products that yeah. you can buy on the hose. And I like to spray. And you when I do. use them at the cottage, it works great. So great that it made it all sand you know it killed it all oh, okay and made it all sand and uh that area there was never even worth seeding because got no sun it, the only thing it would grow was fungus yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so it's not nothing i spent a lot of time on after that so if you're going to do it do it wait a couple of weeks and then fertilize yeah that's good advice yeah it's funny because um uh, i i enjoy working on the yard you do too i know yep um I guess at some point in my life I might have a yard service. I had one for a few years that did the mowing. Me too. Trimming and all that kind of thing I when two I was years. just working so long, you know, the hours. Same, same thing. Same thing. I was just working so much. Yeah. And, and I had about four acres to cut at that time. So um, I had a friend that lived close, and he took care of it for him for 60 bucks a week, and I was very happy to pay it at the time. Yeah, I know. So you easy. were thrilled at the time. But yeah. now it's like I actually enjoy getting out there and doing it. Yep. I like to push when I can for the exercise. Um but I'm you saying, need it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no lie about that. Uh, 800-859-0957. you have any uh, housing questions, we'd be happy to answer for you. I also want to remind people, uh, you and I were going to do a spot, and maybe we still will. We've got an article coming on uh, you know, safety around the home. Uh, there's so many weeks dedicated to different types of fire safety and windows. We did a window safety a few weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but having good fire extinguishers in the house uh, and, and, and knowing where they are and knowing that they are multi-purpose, multi-fire, multi-material extinguishers. So important. They're cheap today. They're they so are. expensive. They are. And not just having them, but know, knowing, like you said, the multi-use is important. But everyone in the family should know where they're at. What does it take? I mean, five minutes every six months to say, hey, guys, want to remind everybody, here's the fire extinguishers, here's what you do. Teach them about grease fires. Teach them all that stuff. It's yeah. so important. And have have at least one on every floor of the house. Yep. You know, why not? Yep. yep. One in the garage, you know, if you can, because that's normally where a lot of, obviously, your flammable uh, solvents mm -hmm. are and that kind of thing. But I was, uh, the Kidda ones, uh, they're a smaller unit. But twenty bucks a piece, you know, and I have found they last. They hold their charge for years. Right, you, know, you keep checking them, expecting that the charge will be gone, and you'll have to replace them. And it's like, no, oh, still got a full charge. I agree, and you're right. They aren't expensive. They're easy to get. Any hardware store is going to have them. Yeah, good so, Ace Hardware is going to. There have are no excuses, are there? No, not in this day and age. There isn't. You and I were also talking uh, to a listener yesterday 
about a new furnace install and whether or not uh, there should be an access door cut uh, next to the A-coil on top of the unit. Sure. And uh, we thought it was a decent idea, properly done, but we had a very intelligent listener that apparently retired from that industry. Okay. Give us a really good email on it. And uh, he said he always built his new plenums with a removable front panel for access just in case it needs service or replacement. And I thought it was interesting because he wasn't doing it from the perspective of the owner getting in there and ever looking at it or touching it. or Which we don't think – I don't – I don't think owners should get in there. I don't think so. I wouldn't. He suggested that he thought it was even code in the city of Detroit that they had to do it. Okay. Back when he worked in the city a lot. Okay. So I wanted to follow up on that for our listeners. Uh, You and I thought it made sense as long as, again, it was properly done. Right. Right. Yeah, and if a professional does it, i got to believe it's going to be. Right. Now, you you like to recommend a while back, you got a lot of flack for it, too. Um, When the – I just remember you got a lot of flack from emailers saying, Why? Um, when somebody has a lot of humidity in their basement or their basement floors, you had recommended actually cutting, cutting right into the ductwork. Tell, t- talk to us about that. Because a lot of people didn't like that idea, but I could see why it would work. And putting a, an extra supply in return. Yeah. yeah. And as long as it's funny, you and I have said for years, you know, basements are the poor stepchild of uh, heating, ventilating, and air conditioning. And heating HVAC in most residential applications is a poor stepchild of the mechanical systems. Right, right. And one of the things you don't see in basements is uh, return air anywhere near the floors. Um, and there's, you know, there, there's reasons you might argue why that is. A lot of humidity comes off those floors. A lot of dust comes off the concrete. You and I have talked about that. Yeah, but I want it to come off yeah. the concrete. Well, and notwithstanding that, it's like we'd like to, we can seal those, we can clean them and right. seal them and eliminate, right. you know, right. a lot of those issues. But you and I are believers that let's put some supply registers closer to the floor within maybe 12, 14 inches of the floor on the exterior walls and some return air mm-hmm. in the basement. Now, the caveat there is make sure you, you don't get near your water heater or furnace because right. you don't ever want to affect pilots or, or combustion cha- you know exactly issues or anything yeah. like that. You don't want to cause a downdraft in a furnace. So, gosh, if you had to return air next to it while it's running, you know, and so instead of the exhaust going up the chimney, it's coming back down into your right. HVAC system. Right. But you can, you can greatly improve the uh, comfort level in your basement by doing that as long as the system's properly designed. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's great. I think it's great advice, especially when people had the, the damp, musty, moldy basements. Hey, when we get back, let's talk a little bit of solar, um, solar power and uh, solar solutions. We, they're not in line with us, but let's let's give them some play. How's that sound? I like that. You know, we're talking about basements, and of course, if you've got the basement that actually has the water in it and it's periodic and it's almost predictable. It's never going to get better. It's only going to get worse. You're right. If you have any basement issues, any foundation issues, that's a great way to put it, Chuck. If you, if you, it's only going to get worse over time. I've seen it. A free inspection from experts that deal with deal with the stuff every day. Why not? Free exp- free foundation cross base inspections from who, Chuck? <laughs> FSM Foundation Systems of Michigan. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. Appreciate you being with us on this Sunday morning, Mother's Day. Hopefully you're taking care of Mom. We're using the telephones here at 800-859-0957. We are. are. Let's go uh, talk to Gary from Amnesty. You there, Gary? 
Yeah, I am. Yeah, no, I'm not from Amnesty, but I, I heard um, the interview you guys had with the guy from Amnesty yesterday. Gotcha. Kind of raised the question in, in, uh, in uh, one of our son's uh, heads. He is uh, purchasing a, a condo, or he purchased it, and he wants to replace the furnace and AC. The place is 35 years old. So his question was, when do you clean the ducts if you're replacing the furnace? Do you Is it part of the same job? Or you do it before, or you do it after, or... What would be the timing on a duct cleaning? You know what? I think we we had basically the same question yesterday, didn't we? Yeah. And it, it really. Oh, I missed it. Okay. Yeah, no, no. I'm just trying to think. It. I don't think it really matters either way, as long as you get them clean. That's about yeah, line. and as long as you don't operate the new furnace with the old stuff in the ducts. Exactly. So, yes. Yeah. You know, ideally, okay. your furnace installer installs a new unit. And Amnesty is right there before they fired up. Right. Or just okay. before it's taken or out. Or just yeah. before yeah, yeah, exactly. That would that would be our perspective, you know, given the opportunity that your son has there. And and okay. like you heard us talk yesterday, if you're gonna have them out to clean, you, anyone out there wants to at least while they're out there get an estimate on sealing those ducts because yeah. to to, yeah. to Chuck and yeah. I that tech new technology is one of the best out there. It's one of Boy, the it best for it housing really in general. So yeah, it's, it, it, it's it sounded pretty cool. Thanks, guys. I enjoy your show very much. Thank you Thank for you the call. Much. We appreciate it. Appreciate it, Gary. You know, it's funny. Obviously, we didn't know Gary was going to call, but we were talking about that because we had a lot of listeners that were driving apparently from twelve to one. And yes. Who who did you have on? What was that company? Yes. How do I get hold of them? Yes. <laughs> the neon green trucks you see all over the place. That's Amnesty Air Duct Clean. They have such a good. Good color scheme. You know, when you see that color, you know that's and they're always clean. Yeah, they're, and they're always clean. The gentleman you heard yesterday, Steve Dickinson, that's the guy you heard on the radio, that's who he is. He is passionate about what they do. We've known Steve now for 10, 15 years. And talking and, about the kids, man. Yeah. Good parents. Yeah. Love their exactly. kids. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like they translate that into you taking care of your kids with clean air. And, and he makes it clear, if you come to work to Amnesty, you know, they're trying to give you a career, not just a job, a career, because in this industry, it's only going to grow. It's only going to get better. Well, who was a young man they were talking about yesterday that had been with him 10 years and was getting a brand new truck. Yes. Yeah. You know, talk about a badge of honor, man, on a job site. He also mentioned, I, I remember the story uh, that I think it was a buddy of his after they started the business. Uh, they had a brand new baby, and his buddy said, "Steve, do you think we should? You know, it's a newer home, and in the baby's bedroom, in the ductwork, they found all kinds of cigarette butts and stuff, drywall dust in now, a new home." Now we hate hearing this, oh, but yeah. we both been oh. on many brand oh, oh, oh. new home job sites, whether it's a addition or a brand new home. We've walked in, we've yep. yeah, we've been there, and unfortunately, those yeah. guys. <laughs> The trades. I mean, think about all the different trades that go into a new home as oh. it's being constructed. A dozen, if not more. Oh, heck yes, more than that. And so, you know what? I, I I only do like one house at a time typically, so I had an advantage over a lot of contractors because we were very small. But we never even installed our ductwork until almost the very last thing because of what you're going to for say. For that reason? Yeah. Wow. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. You know what, Ed, so what we're telling people is the new homes, the brand new homes, don't assume you don't need those cleaned. Yeah. Nowadays. And here's how you here's how you you can check. Take your camera with the with the 
the flashlight, put it on flash, stick it down to one of your ductworks. You can stick your, stick your camera down far enough so you can see both sides and take a few pictures Don't with your, your camera. In there. Well, you should be able to reach down. It's not that deep, John. No, I know. I you know. should be able to take some pictures of it and get an idea of what your ductwork looks like. And, and yesterday, Steve was saying the kind of stuff they have found in the ductworks, back far into the ductworks. And he said he's still amazed by it, which I thought yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah. And they got such a good video that we talked about yesterday on their website that shows how it is done. How that it is a great video. It's very it's telling. unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah, it's very, very telling. But anybody in, that, in the business of HVAC will tell you when they work on old ducts, it's like they're insulated. Because like you said, right. when we were talking, <laughs> you know, it, it, they're, they, they're so much accumulated yuck 800 <laughs> you have any questions for the guys you know we also got a chance to uh talk with mark mercier uh last saturday was well, saturday or sunday sunday i guess we sunday spoke was mark, with him yeah. sunday what uh, a great time we had by the way thank you oh yeah real quick mike stavkos elizabeth weiss Brian Starks, thank you so much. You guys did an awesome job down there last weekend. We had a great time. You know, they took a leap of faith, man, because they were the first show of their kind in the entire metro area since this whole thing began yeah. to take a risk yeah. and comply with this, all the CDC guidelines and everything else. And it was very successful from any perspective. Anything, we, everything I we look at is definitely a successful, successful. Hey, also want to remind people: next Saturday we're going to be at the Kearns Brothers Showroom in Plymouth, Michigan, broadcasting live. You want to see a beautiful showroom? Come down and check us out at Kearns and Plymouth. That's where they most of their kitchen products are. Yeah, are, are it's a beautiful showroom. showroom. Uh, I hope they have donuts. For you, Chuck, they'll yep. have donuts. God yeah. bless them. Yeah, Michael, Michael, make sure. But you know, uh, uh, Mark was telling us that a lot of people don't understand good painters are hard to come by. Yes. People are having a heck of a time getting good painters for the outside of their house. And again, it's the, it's a sign of the busy economy. And Mark mentioned, he said, you know, they don't realize that, you know, Rhino Shield is intended to be that coating. Right. So I just want to remind people, you know, if you're if you're in that position, you got a house that desperately needs painting, you can't find that professional painter or you had one and can't get him or her to come back. I mean, this is a wonderful option. You did it five years ago on your house-ish? Uh, yeah, 2015-16. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I still love it. You're it looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. Only only place it's coming off is a couple places where when we rock uh, one of our chairs in the backyard, we rub against the house a little bit. Oh, it's our okay. fault. Gotcha. No, no I respect is. you saying that. Yeah. Did you ever talk to Mark about, can they just Well, when, when Mark leaves, he'll leave everyone with a quart of the paint. Oh, or the, okay. the coating. It's not a paint. It's a coating with a quart of it, so you can do some touch up. touch-ups if you have to. And also, he keeps records of every house they do. And what's unique about Rhino Shield is you can walk into any store and look at a color pattern and pick a color, and he'll match that color. He'll match any color anyone can find. That is pretty cool. From any manufacturer and put it on your house. I like that. Yep. I like that. Hey, let's go to the phones and let's let's uh, talk to Tim from Temperance. Good morning, Tim. You're on with the guys. Good morning, gentlemen. Thank you for taking my call. I have uh, three questions for you, and the last one is actually for your wives from other days. So, <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Uh, the first one, um, you know, you and I have been talking about um, me building a quote cottage, roughly five thousand square feet at five hundred dollars a square foot. Um, and it's a three-part question. A, do you have any idea of what an architect would cost 
to um, design such a home, or if he works off a percentage of the total cost, uh, B, would you recommend um, a construction manager or superintendent to overlook the actual building of the property? And C, um, if you can find one company to do all the high-end interior furnishings for that residence, um, I'm, I'm thinking you should get some sort of a discount on high-end finishes like that. And your comments on question one, please. Discounts in this economy are hard to come by. <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, if, if you were to look at uh, question three, since you, you, you segued there with that, Tim, uh, the, the Scott Shuptron people, you know, there in Troy would be a good place to look. I guarantee you that if you wanted to negotiate See, but at uh, that, a whole yeah. house. I want so yeah. the, the first question. Let's <laughs> answer the first question too, because I want to get. So you answer the first question. Well, yeah, the architects, um, they'll they'll work either way. Uh, they'll do a percentage of a job. They'll do uh, you know a, a lump sum on a residential, and and basically it's an open contract depending on how many revisions that you choose to make, and if you want them involved. Sometimes they will function function as a project, uh, not quite a project manager, but they'll be on site. To work with, you know, a construction manager, so the fee is totally dependent on that. You know, for for a few thousand dollars, you can get a set of blueprints drawn if all the decisions are made. But it's a question of what kind of involvement do you want beyond that, and what kind of revisions and control are you going to give them beyond that, or are you going to assume it all as a homeowner? And, and those are questions that need to be asked on the front side because Absolutely. there's going to be revisions. <laughs> there's just no two ways about yeah, it. Uh, right. On a high-end custom like he's building, for right. sure, there's going to be, you know, and especially when it's unique. You know, if you, if you think about it, Tim, what you're building has never been built before. And I always said that with custom homes. It's just like you're doing a prototype. Right. So there will be things like that. And I could go off in all kinds of stories. But So you might want to negotiate an hourly rate based on engineering changes or floor plan modifications or drawing revisions that have to be made beyond the initial uh, permitted plans. Does and, that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And and then the next question, should you have a full-time project manager? If I was going to have a full-time project manager, that would be the building, and I would like to do something like that on a cost-plus basis. Well, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, for Tim, again, with high-end custom, now, uh, again, it's, it's going to be a question of who you can get to do this in this economy, but a cost-plus contract with a, a manager, a good construction manager, is a great way to go for something like this. Yeah. Yeah, and okay. when we say cost plus for people out there that know, it would be the cost of getting that job done plus whatever percentage that manager puts on top of it. He yeah, may want 10, 20, 15% to make this all happen. Yeah, okay. we should talk about that more when we come back. Yeah, great questions, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Greatly appreciate your call, brother. Hopefully we answered the questions. Karen from Auburn Hills, you can stick around. We'll answer your question when we get back from break. Beyond this beautiful Mother's Day, once again, happy Mother's Day to all you wonderful ladies out there who are mothers. Hey, if you want a great gift for mom in, in that 70-year-old home she's living in, get rid of the house uglies for her. You're right. You're right. If mom needs new siding, new roof, new windows, and you want to hire a company, especially if you're in the local Oakland County area, you want to talk to Pro Home Improvement. 
Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. The rest of the show is yours. We're going to start off going to Karen in Auburn Hills, a very patient Karen. Good morning, Karen, and happy Mother's Day if it applies. Thank you. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, I sent you a message on your website, but apparently you didn't see it. Um, It was a couple days ago. Uh, I have a question about my new furnace. It was installed last month. It's a train high-efficiency furnace, and it's extremely noisy in the rooms on the same side as the furnace. Sounds like an airplane taken off in my bedroom. And they're telling me that the new furnaces are are more powerful and louder and uh, that they're also blaming it on the way the ductwork was installed in the house when it was built. Yeah, that's both of those. You know, it's funny. They run at a higher velocity and they uh-huh. run at a higher static pressure. And the ductwork can contribute to that. If it's not isolated, if it doesn't have a damper on it where it leaves the furnace, and even if it's not broken properly, uh, if it flexes a lot uh, when the unit's running, uh, that this is a really common problem. What efficiency did you buy? 96. Okay, yep, yep. Boy, now, boy. my other one, uh, this is the third furnace I've had in 22 years. The house is 22 years old. The first one was 10 years old, and they told us it had a crack in the heat exchanger. And they said that particular model had problems. So they replaced it with a 95% efficiency furnace. Um, So that was 11 years ago. Uh, I had no problem with noise with that furnace. But then that heat exchanger failed uh, the secondary part of the heat exchanger was clogged, and uh, I don't know why they didn't see that uh, when they were here to service it in November. Uh, then the, the system failed, and it wouldn't work, and they said it, it was because of the heat exchanger, and that particular brand had nothing but problems with heat exchangers, and I don't know if I can mention the brand or not. Well, um, we probably can guess the brand. Uh, there's, a, there's a couple of them out there, Bryant and Carry. Over the years, I had problems, but they yes, fixed. Yes, yes, it's a it was a Bryant. Both of Did the they furnaces. Fix it for you? Well, it was. They said that it was labor extensive uh, to replace the heat exchanger, and then they it would also be the same type of heat exchanger, which you know is a faulty design. So. Um, so they talked me into a, a new furnace, and so this is my third furnace in 22 years. And well, you know, you I, said you, you said the one furnace lasted 11 years, but believe it or not, that is the average 11 years for for more, most furnaces nowadays. And usually, really, the exchanger. Oh yeah, yeah. How oh, my. Meters. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, well, they. Uh, 
they did come out twice, and they they said oh, it also makes a whistling noise, and they said that was uh, the filter. When he took the filter out, the uh, whistling stopped. But I noticed in the manual that it calls for a one-inch thick uh, high-velocity uh, filter. They kept my four-inch filter box with a four-inch uh filter and they said that that can be used with it but the manual says a one inch so I'm wondering if that's what's causing the noise and they're blaming it on my ductwork and instead ductwork with ductworks whistles they, yeah a couple whistle. things um, you know one of the common issues with these is that the ductwork is undersized or you may have oversized equipment are you familiar with what tonnage they put in compared to what you started with in that house or no how many BTUs oh no I don't I don't know um, now Ch Chuck what I'm wondering if the manufacturer says one inch filter we heard uh, a professional yesterday Scott from Royal Keating Cooling say how important it is to use the four inch filters and the better filters is there any do you think there'd be any um, Warranty issues by doing that? Yeah, that'd be my only concern, that there's right. not a warranty issue. And if, if the installing company puts it in writing that, you know, that what's in there is, is good, then I'm good with that. Okay. Okay. But uh, I wonder if the duct sealing might help eliminate some of the noise. Oh, goodness. Oh, I'll, all my duct work has been sealed. The, the other company that we dealt with that installed the uh, second furnace, um, they had sealed all the ductwork, and uh, uh, there is one duct that it's a very short run that goes uh, directly up into my bedroom, and uh, they're saying that that's what's causing the noise. But the noise is even on the second floor on the on the uh, same side as the furnace. It's very noisy upstairs as well. My my bedroom is on the first floor, and I'm a widow, and I just feel like I'm being taken advantage of. I, I sure. don't know. Well, the two things we would suggest to you, and maybe you get a third person in to take a look at it. Whereabouts are you? Auburn Hills. Oh, okay. Auburn Hills, yeah. Um, just to take a look, because if it's oversized, that's common. Again, if, if let's say your home needs a 150000 BTU output unit, and they put 180 in. That's oversized. And oh. if the duct is undersized, then you can have the same dynamic at work. And I, we would suggest having a subjective third party look at it. Yeah, and you can find those at the InsideOutsideGuys.com. We've got th you know four or five uh, team partners. One being Royal Oakley and Cooling, who we trust who could come out and take a look at that. That would be our best bet. Get a professional out there and take a look at it as soon as possible. Okay. What what recourse would I have though um, if they did put an oversized one in? Well, that's a good question. Hang on through the break for us, man. We'll we'll come back. We'll talk about it when we get back from break, please. Okay. In the meantime, you heard us talk to Mr. Niall Sheena last week at the home show. What a gift. He is fun, man. What a gift. Well, you know, if you need windows, why wouldn't you get a window with a lifetime warranty even on the glass? That's why you need to call Window World.
Welcome back, everybody. Uh, I want to go right to the phones. Karen has been holding on with us. She's got an issue with a brand-new, extremely high-efficiency furnace that is noisy, and this is a real common problem. Anybody out there thinking of having something like this installed, deal with credible people, ask those questions ahead of time. But having said that, Karen, uh, Ken and I are going to suggest that you talk to our friends at Royal Oak uh, Heating and Cooling and Electrical. And okay. See if, uh, explain to them what's going on here and ask if even if it costs you 100 bucks to pay them to come out to get a, th a third-party set of eyes that you trust to look at it. Mm-hmm. And okay. again, chances are good it's oversized or the duct is undersized. And ask also, do you know if it's a modulating furnace? It probably is. What What's that mean, modulating? That's where literally they program that motor to react to demand, and it, it, it goes faster and pushes more air at some points and, and, and ramps down and, and goes slower and pushes less air at other times. Are you familiar with that? No, I, I know it's a two-stage furnace. I don't know. Oh, okay. It, uh, okay. It, and I, I see on here it says BTUH 100,000 for heat, but then they don't list the tonnage. So Yeah, tonnage wouldn't for the furnace you just want you just want the heat. Uh the air conditioner would be tonnage typically. Oh uh, okay. So what you'd like to know is what was your original furnace in that house in terms of both what'll happen, those furnaces are rated for input and output and those two numbers when divided give you your efficiency. Mm-hmm. So if you had 150,000 input and 100,000 output, that would be roughly 70-some percent efficiency, as an example. But um, that gave you a, an idea of whether or not they had increased the size of it. And arguably, it says output, have, go ahead. Output heating capacity is 97. Any idea um, what your old one was? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Um, How big is your house? How many square feet? About a little over 2,400 square feet. Uh, you're probably not oversized then. That probably That's probably, especially with a uh, motor that uh, can ramp up and down, that's, that's probably properly sized. So the mm -hmm. ductwork is more likely the issue. But why don't you call our friends at Royal Oak? We can give you a phone okay. number if you like. Tell them we told you to call. Okay. The phone, um, the phone number is 248-462-7411. Okay. And explain the issue. Tell them you talked to us. We suggested you called them, and you'd like a, an objective third party to look at the install and see what they can suggest for you. Okay. Thank you so much. No, thank you. This is you shouldn't be dealing with these kinds of issues. Okay. Thanks. I really appreciate your taking my call. Of course. Stay in touch with us. Okay. Let us know what happens, okay? Okay. Okay. All right, Karen. I know. Stay well. Have a great day. Great Mother's Day. Eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. Eight hundred eight five nine zero nine five seven. Not used to us. <laughs> That was a good call. You know, it's so. It's a common question. We're getting a lot more. Chuck, you and I were talking on the break, and we both dealt with um, older people 
and as a contractor, boy, that's one thing. When you go in and you deal with an older person, you've got to make sure that you are so on the ball. you got to make sure that all the numbers are in front of them and they can make a, a, a decision that when everything's said and done, you make sure you've been on t- I mean, you, you've got to be more hypervigilant more, when it comes oh, to I dealing with someone because yeah. you never want to be known as someone that or even come close to get a reputation that you take advantage of the elderly, no. especially in the, where we're at today. We actually did a whole uh, section of our CAPS, our three-day aging in place program yes. that we used yes. to do, just on the legalities of dealing with the elder. And I have no idea how old Karen is. So, Karen, if you're listening, this is not a reflection of our perspective. But she's a single lady. She's a widow lady, so I yeah. think it's fair. Yeah, okay. exactly. And And... If you do this for a living, then you know that these are issues that people can encounter. They've got 50-year-old ductwork that was sized for that original 50-year-old furnace, and now you're putting a 95 96% efficiency high-velocity unit in there. <laughs> you can predict there's likely to be some issues. Right, right, right. You know, so... Uh, I, you I, know, d- I just go back to when I used to sit in front of a, sit at people's tables, and I was, I was with a... An older lady, or even an older gentleman, they a couple. They wanted to make this decision. I would sure. say to them, "Do you want to call your son? Do you want to call your daughter? Let's get him on the line." And a lot of times they'd say, "Nope, we can make decision ourselves. I don't need to." And, and many times they'd get him on the line, and it costs jobs over the years. But I'd much rather lose the job and Absolutely. not do the job than have a son calling me up saying, "You charged what? You're taking advantage of my, you know, no, oh. no, 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 no." Yeah. Or. You know, I have power of attorney for my parents, and they are legally or there you, you go know, cannot make the decision, and they don't owe you a nickel. I mean, there's just so many issues today that come into play in that situation that we would uh, caution our contractors that are listening to us, but also caution you, the listener, you know, to to be aware of in that regard. Yeah, because I mean, bottom line, if you put your signature on something, you're responsible for it. So make sure you take your time. Make sure you do do do. Your due diligence, that easy for me to say. Yeah. And then make sure you lean on people you trust, okay? Whether it's your son, whether it's That's your daughter, huge. your son-in-law, yeah. someone in your family, or us. You need some help, send us an email. We'll make sure to get back to you, right? Yeah. Chuck, we had an email this week. And we get this a lot because we, we get a lot of asphalt questions, a lot of asphalt emails. Yeah. And they want to know when is it, when should you seal your asphalt? And this is a good question whether it comes for concrete or it comes for asphalt, okay? Now, concrete, we want to see it sealed almost right away. We want to see a, a cure and seal put on top of the concrete to do it right. I mean, to do it absolutely right, almost right away. And what that does is it puts a coat over the concrete that allows the concrete to cure slower and cooler. That's very important. I always refer to, if you're sitting on the freeway watching, you know, they pour that new stretch of concrete roadway they saw cut it yep. and then they're spraying something on yep. it quickly yep or they're in the old days you see burlap um, yeah. burlap they'd the lay it out and they'd wet yeah. it down because once again the the slower concrete cures the better so you put the sealer over top and that's going to slow down the cure it's called yeah. a cure and seal asphalt my opinion i don't know how you feel about this buddy we speak about it does not need to be sealed until you want it to look better, until you want to seal all those cracks that have happened over time, and you want it to look black again like the day it was I would was say born. generally a year after it's been put down. Which, see, I, I wouldn't even do it then. Would I would, no, I would wait until it, – it's almost like putting a 
<laughs> put lipstick on a pig because, I mean, it's still going to be there. It's going to come back. But once you seal asphalt, it's going to be a continuing, continuous maintenance after that. Yeah. I've had asphalt driveways. Have and, you? Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. What I, the times I've done it, um, I do, you know, the, the longer stretch coming in asphalt, and then when I get close to the garage, we do concrete. Right. Yeah, that's apron. where the cars yeah. are going to sit. Yep. Um, but first of all, people don't even know that there are different grades of asphalt, just like there's different strengths of concrete. You're right. You're you know, right. To, to the casual eye, asphalt is asphalt is asphalt. Concrete is concrete is concrete. Yeah, right. exactly. Right. So I would, A, de uh, depend on a really good installer and, and, and ask them, you know, what are my choices in terms of the grade and compaction of the product you're putting down? Right. Because the higher the grade and the greater the compaction, the less likely it needs a sealer right away, if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, the less likely it's going to have any damage right away. Or you're going yeah. to be able to see any any of the weaknesses that were exactly. when it was being installed. We'll get back to break. Let's talk more about this. When's the right time to seal your your concrete, your brick, your asphalt? Yeah. Um, all good questions going into the warmer months. Plus, 800-859-0957. We are here for you for the next half hour. Hey, over in Westland and now out in Fowlerville, they just opened up a new location for their customers. They go anywhere. And when it comes to, to wintertime and worrying about Chuck, a, a cleaning check and making sure you've got good uh, good AC throughout the year. Yeah, good AC going into these hot weather months we're going to have. They are going to get hot. They are going to get <laughs> hot. And we love family family businesses. And Sharon's Heating and Air Conditioning is a great family business. Good morning and welcome back, everybody, the Inside Outside Guys, laughing and learning 24-7 at theinsideoutsideguys.com, the Inside Outside Guys on Facebook. Okay, we got a lot of emails yesterday about the extra hour with Amnesty Air Duct Cleaning, and that is exactly how we want everyone out there to do it. We do not want you writing anything down when you drive. We make it too easy for you to get a hold of us. If you hear something during the show, and you want to know about it, just, just send us an email when you get home. Go to theinsideoutsideguys.com and click on Ask a Question and say, you know, who was that company you were talking to yesterday between noon and one? I need their contact information. We'll make sure to get it back to you. Okay? I'm with you. All right. So right now, uh, 888-654-GUY, we're talking concrete and asphalt. And Rob called from Brownstown who wants to uh, talk to us about the same subject. <laughs> so good morning, Rob. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Morning, guys. Good topic. Uh, thinking about this for a while. I've got a, uh, a double driveway, concrete, probably 30 feet wide by, well, 20 feet wide by 30 feet deep. And then on the side of that, I've got like an overflow concrete driveway, probably 15 by 15. But it's severely uh, pitted because the, the old homeowner puts salt out there all the time. And it's pitted up pretty good. And then besides that, but next to the sidewalk is probably... Uh, nine by 15 deep it's just grass covered so i'm kind of thinking of a, a cost effective way to take care of the uh the concrete pitted area and the grass area maybe something where i don't have to spend a ton of money on new concrete over there i'm looking maybe there's some solutions for that area uh the you mentioned it's pitting are you having any major shifting or any major cracking um <clears throat> there's there's probably some small cracks in there um, I mean, the, the surface is pretty much worn out. Um, 
compared to the, the, the main driveway there. Well, I got to tell you, you, you sound like a perfect candidate for the Motor City Floors and Coatings product I agree. Um, that they put out. Uh, it, even if it is cracking or shifting, leveling a little bit, they can level that concrete back out, repair those cracks, apply their coatings, and give you a 15-year warranty. I got to tell you, it looks like a decorative concrete when they're done. It's far less intrusive. It's, yes. it's cheaper than tearing out and putting new concrete in. Yeah. A lot mm -hmm. less expensive. So I would do that right. based on what you do. What told about? Us. Yep. What about the grass covered area there next to it? It's between the side. It's kind of you have to go over the grass to get out of the driveway. <laughs> that side, it's kind of an overflow area. Yeah, you, you'd, I mean, if you want to, if, you'd have to pour that. You'd have to get some concrete and pour that. Then they could coat that as well if you wanted it to match. Yeah. Okay. Um, All right. That'd be that'd be the only suggestion. But if you're not having any your major cracks or or displacement. From what you told us, like Chuck said, uh, perfect solution. The, the Cody would be a great solution. Motor City, okay. Yep. Yeah, if you want a phone number, we've got it for you. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I've heard you guys talking about in the past some Motor City coatings. Okay. Good. Yeah, and you can find them on the right. guys dot com. Appreciate. It. Thanks. No problem, Rob. Appreciate, Appreciate you calling, my friend. Rob. All right, let's let's talk to Chuck in Roseville. Good morning, Chuck. You're on with the guys. Good morning, guys. Yeah, I've got a question, and, and uh, maybe you can help me out and tell me the best way to do it. I'm thinking of pu putting a quartz uh, countertop on and wanting to save my backsplash because the backsplash is perfect, but the the countertop was uh, from Mikey at the time. Can I, can I do that without removing the backsplash probably i mean in some cases they can lay a uh, thinner quartz right over the top of of the formica substrate that you've got down there and then put a nosing on it and i mean it and, and butt it up to the uh existing splash oh really i didn't know that who does that oh yeah anybody that does quartz yeah um Granite Solutions. Yeah, we'll do that. Granite they do Source, quartz. Michigan. Granite Source. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You want to? Okay. Now, one more thing. If I want to eliminate the first two rolls of the backsplash, is that possible without the cracking first two? So you've is got a like, ceramic tile. Yes, like uh, it's it's basically the sub tile, subway tile, and it's got a green yeah. green uh, going through it. Uh, one little band, and I want to get rid of that because I don't want to use that color anymore. It's and if I get another color, it's going to look stupid, you know. It, it's just a diamond blade on a um, on a grinder. Yeah. A little four-inch diamond blade cut right at the joint, at the grout joint. Uh -huh. And, uh, yeah, shouldn't be an issue taking that off. Yeah. Now, if they glued directly to your drywall, you may have some drywall patch. Yeah. Yeah. you pop those tiles off, but absolutely, you can take it off. Oh, okay. I didn't know that because I, you know, I hate to rip the whole thing off because it's it's in perfect shape, you know. But I right. didn't know you could. I didn't know you could put the quartz thin layer on top of Formica. There is so many new technologies they can. Wow. I mean, the epoxies they can put on top, similar to Motor City floors and coatings, um, uh -huh. they can pour an epoxy on top of an ex existing substrate. You name it, Formica, whatever, and make huh. it look. Unbelievably beautiful, yeah, like Epoxy any kind of don't they? Epoxy Culture is a company that does that. Holly, yeah. yes, they do a fantastic job with it. You say her name is Holly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's oh, her name is Holly. Does, 
Yes, they're out of Wixom. Out of Wixom. All right, I'm going to check that out because, yeah, that saved me a lot of money, I'm assuming, because if i got to buy the whole, you know, the slab. No, not I'm not buying the whole slab, but you know how they operate. You buy the, sure. and then they cut it, and but be a lot more reasonable for me to go that way because the countertop is fine. It's solid. It's just old. It's got some marks where you were cutting with a knife, and it's it's 16 years old. So, sure, time. sure, sure. <laughs> yeah. Okay, buddy. So check, check out, hey, yeah. check, check out this website, epoxyculture.com. Epoxyculture.com. Yeah, and uh, Holly's got some great videos out there where she can, like I said, there's. She'll show you how she does it, and uh, it's pretty impressive stuff. Yeah, it really huh. is. Yeah. Okay. Okay, thank you. Good luck, Chuck. Appreciate your call. Thank you very much. You're Take welcome. Care. You're welcome, sir. All right, we got time. Let's talk to Donna from Roseville. Good morning, Donna. You're on with the Inside Outside Guys on WJR. Hi, I have a question about a hot water heater. Um, here's what happened six years ago, roughly six and a half years ago, um, my hot water heater, heater went out. So I had a new one put in, had a six-year warranty. Um, about three months ago, three, four months ago, I had a problem. I called them out for service. They had to put a part in. Of course, it was just after the six-year warranty, so I ended up paying for service. Three months later, I have no hot water again. Um, I called them out. They're coming out for service tomorrow. And in the meantime, I've been investigating um, hot water heaters and different brands and all this kind of stuff. And basically, I've been told that almost there's like over 100 different companies. They're all made by five different manufacturers, and all hot yep. water heaters are the same. Um, my sister's is like they're 25 years old, and it's still working great. <laughs> you have... <laughs> I know they don't make things the same. Why are you laughing? <laughs> Boy, she's telling a story that we've told for about yep. 13 years here. Yep. Yeah, you've got you it know, nailed there. They don't make there. anything the same. Well, I already have a newer one. So if yeah. they come out tomorrow and they have to, um, say, fix a part or I don't want to keep putting money into this, are there any better quality ones? You know, like you buy appliances and if you buy a Maytag from, like, not to sure. mention names, but like ABC Warehouse, it has plastic yeah. drum. If you pay a little more from Maytag, where it has a steel drum and it's better, yep. are there any different qualities? And how would I know? Here's where the would way I, to know. If you where would I get a better like, one from? <laughs> uh, yeah, that that's the key. Where do you get it from? Because Ken and I have run into the same thing for years here where, where you've got uh, all these different badges basically built by two or three manufacturers. So years ago, with the furnaces, the water heaters, and there's probably other things out there, we started to say, you know what, who's installing them? If you get, like, Waterwork Plumbing is not going to install something that they've got to keep going back and taking care of. They, they quickly discern what, what is junk and what is dependable because it makes them look good if it lasts and they don't have to go back and do warranty work. So Ken and I tend to say the best place to find something like that is from a really good provider installer that has a good warranty. Because if they have a good warranty, it means they're installing good product. Does that say it, Ken? Every, it makes sense to me. Yep. 
every everyone that I called, I mean, I called the companies. I've used a couple of companies, and they've been in business for like 36, 35 years. You know, they're all long-term. Everyone is saying the same thing. There's like a six-year warranty. Is that yeah. about yeah, the best you get nowadays? That's about what you're going to get. Yeah, it is because the average life for the hot water here is probably seven years. To be honest with yeah, you, yeah, six so is about. The if you don't mind sticking out through the break, we'll continue this conversation when we get back. When we get back, sure, we're break. Sure, no. okay. Chuck, what's free worth? What is it worth to have somebody come up, go on your roof, and inspect your roof and tell you what's wrong with it? Because many times they're going to say there's nothing wrong with it. I know if I trust them, that that could be worth thousands of dollars. It is, and if you want a free. Rough inspection going into the summer. You want to call Kearns Brothers. Welcome back, everybody. We appreciate you being with us. Just want to remind you during the week, InsideOutsideGuys.com, with any questions, comments, concerns. We're going to stay on the phone with Donna from Roseville, who has got some water heater problems. Donna, what are they replacing on that water heater when they come out? Um. I can't tell you. I'm sorry. I can't answer that question for you. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. It's actually at my brother's house. Gotcha. Um, I, I actually own issues, both houses. Uh, the uh, thermal couplings on them, the thing, the thing that actually you know turns it on Big and lighter. off, you know, uh, those things tend to go, and and they're a fairly simple replacement. We were just curious if that's what it was. Do you have? Does he have good quality water? Yes. Yes, it's city that, water. That's, that's it's a, good that's quality a water. State. Okay. The only thing there could be is maybe a little bit of dust, and I've suggested if dust is getting in there to build a barricade around it, you know, to try and block it because it's right. Sure. You He opens the back door, and you come in, and then that area is the washer, dryer, hot water heater. Oh, okay. Okay, and somebody it's a gas suge- unit somebody said, yeah, okay. somebody suggested dust. Mine, I can just stick a lighter in and light the pilot if it's out because it's older. Yep. His has like an electronic control on front, exactly. and I don't want to touch that. Nope. And, and again, those are a modular unit that normally you replace the whole thing. You know, you. you he was even thinking about buying a used one. He saw an ad for a used one. He'd like an older one if he could because they last longer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is I mean a we're getting shame. prices of like thir- you know twelve to thirteen hundred dollars. Right now, no, 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 yes, those older models lasted longer, but they cost a lot more to run. It is a conundrum, and, and I've been blessed. I, I, I replace them and they last, you know, they last for 20 years. I knock on Formica here, but <laughs> no, the more they use, they're used, the less they're going to last, yeah. you know. So, and water's a good, you know, people who are on well water, they don't tend to last as long. Okay, no, he is city water, and he is by himself. The only thing it could be is maybe dust coming in. He has hot water heat in his house. Yep, that may uh, very well be the issue. Okay. Oh, really? Because he has a boiler, a hot water boiler, that could be causing a problem, too? No, no, I mean the dust, the the proximity to the rear door. Oh, the dust, okay. Yeah, Yeah, but no, 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 the hot water heating system would have nothing to do with that, not unless they were integrated. Some of those are. Is his integrated with his hot water heater? I don't know that. I've seen it. I've looked at it, but I can't tell. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. So as far as, as far as what's the best out there, we can't tell you. I mean, you said it earlier, imagine there was one assembly line and when they came off, they, one was stamped with the Ford, one was stamped with the Chrysler, one was stamped with the GM. That's what these are like. They really are. And for us to keep up with all of them, 
it's it's just tough because in the old days we could say yeah you know oh Reem Re- exactly White Roger whatever yeah I know uh, to be honest with you I have gone to big box stores for myself and bought the, you know the best one they've got and used them and had great luck with them yeah. Uh, it's just a question of good water quality uh, and not having extraneous issues like maybe that back door. Donna, okay, we'll, that helps. we'll try putting a box around it. Thank you very much. So there's no brand name that's better than others, or no. Nowadays, the, the installing company is going to be what Ken and I use as a qualifier. Okay, and Waterworks is one of the best. It definitely, yes. Z Plumbers, Waterworks. Yep. Yep. We let them work in our okay. house. We trust them. Okay. Thank you so much for your help, and you have a great day. Thanks You're for the call, Donna. You're very welcome. That's a brutal thing to have to respond to, isn't it? Because I know exactly you and I. You know, it's like whether it's a it's a washing machine, whether it's a furnace, whether it's a hot water heater. You know, for us to name nowadays, to name a specific brand that we like. It's you hard. said it. When I got my furnace and I got my hot water heater, I trusted Pat Kelly. You know, what, what do you put in your house? What do you put in? He told me. Yeah. And, and I know it. it. You listen to our good buddy. We talked. We got to see Joe Gannon, the appliance doctor, last week. Yeah. What, what yeah. a pleasure to show. have him yeah. come over to the home show and get to interact with him. And he, t- he says the same thing, you know, with some rare exceptions. He still likes Speed Queen washers, for instance, yes. you know, and, yep. and uh, dryers. But other than that, it's like. Jeez. Do you have any sense of um, gas versus electric hot water heaters? Because they're both used a lot. Do you have any sense? I've installed them both. Yeah. You know, the nice thing about an electric water heater, they usually have at least two uh, elements in them. Right. And though, that's usually the problem you have with one of those is one of those elements will fail, and those are so easy to replace. They are. They are. You know, screw it out, screw a new one in, you know. <laughs> I mean, it's little, little more than that, but not much. Right. Um, but I, I, man, I've just had great luck over the years with electric, with both, with both. Okay, okay. We, we were installing electric as a backup system instead of a demand system before the demand systems were even available. Sure. If you had a master bathroom that got used in the morning but never again throughout the day, we would put an electric unit in the closet right by the master bath on a timer. Perfect. And those timers were the they were the size. Yeah, I remember those. Safe. Right, right. But. Um, they worked beautifully. So it started heating the water at 6 a.m. Yeah. and stopped heating it at 9 a.m. They got up, took a shower, shaved, did their thing, went to work, and, and it shut and off. took again. it for granted. Yeah. Yeah. And I've just had great luck with them over the years. Little ones, uh, larger ones, 50-gallon units. You know. I mean, those are such, you know, first of all, they're not hot water heater. They're water heaters. Okay, that's a mistake <laughs> people make all the time. But you know what? We do take all this. We, we've talked about it before as a, as a society to be able to walk up to a a, a, a handle and push it forward and get hot, instant water like that. We are so we are blessed. I we know are. you're so right. We take and we take it for granted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when something like does, like that does break, we don't know what to do. Um, so yeah, as far as when it comes to hot water heaters, we can't say a certain. Even you know sump pumps, you name it. Now here's a question we had this week, Chuck. Someone recently heard us talking about back back. Flow preventers. Yeah. And we just mentioned uh, Z plumbers and water work. And uh, let's explain to people what a backflow preventer is and why it is so important because most people do not, most older homes do not have them. Yeah, they have to have them now. A brand new home will have to have one. But basically where the sewer leaves the house. In an old home, it just leaves through a pipe, which means it can come or it can go. Right. (laughs) The, The sewer out in the street backs up, it can back up into your house, including your neighbor's sewers. 
And the, the idea of a backflow preventer, it's a one-way valve. The sewer can leave your house. It can't come back into it. And uh, they're, you know, they're a pricey install, but if you've had one sewer back up in a house, it's a bargain. And it is insurance. It is insurance. It, you and I remember Man. the 100-year the rain back in 2013, I believe, and Royal Oak, Oak Park, Ferndale, all those uh, cities, basements were full of their neighbor's raw, raw sewage. You don't even want to contemplate that. You want to contemplate cleaning it. If you don't have the right homeowner's insurance, oh. you weren't covered. And most people You're right. didn't have the right homeowner's insurance. Yeah. So a backflow preventer is, I would say, inexpensive insurance, especially if yeah. you're in those cities, those those tight cities where your neighbors are right next to yeah, each other. Yeah, those old communities. If you're yeah. at the bottom of a street, in other words, your street's on a hill or just a slight decline, the people will tell you that the people at the top of those streets didn't get it. Yeah. The people at those bottom of those streets had water up to the top of their basement ceilings. I remember those systems primarily function on gravity, gravity flow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we did an article on that a while back in... in Boy, if, if and again, the older sit, the older parts of any community are the ones that tend to be most likely to flood and back up. Yeah, and you know who you are. Exactly. You know if you're in that neighborhood, and you know who your friends are. So remind them of what we're talking about. Oh man, and and, and get the insurance. Get a backflow preventer, preventer installed. And your sewage. We got more to talk about, but I guess we have to wait till next Saturday. We're out right? of time, buddy. We're out yeah. of time. Hey, Jeepers. great day. Appreciate all the calls. Brian Morton, thank you so much. We, yeah, Brian, great. you are a pro. You do yeah. a great job. Do a great job. And uh, thanks for everyone for calling in today. And thank you, Mom. Thank you to our brides. We love you. We appreciate you more than you ever will know. Hey, everyone, don't forget, during the week, theinsideoutsideguys.com, the Inside Outside Guys on Facebook. Because from the roof to the basement, the street to the back fence, the Inside Outside Guys are here for you today and every day. Happy Mother's Day. Bye-bye.